From the bayous in Louisiana to the Camber country up north, you'll find them out on the trap line, chasing furs to put up on the border. Mixing up another batch of that magical stuff, chilling around the fire after the show. Hey, it's Sarah and Jeff, and maybe a guest on the trapping radio. From the bayous in Louisiana to the Camber country up north, you'll find them out on the trap line, chasing furs to put up on the border. Mixing up another batch of that magical stuff, chilling around the fire after the show. Hey, it's Sarah and Jeff, and maybe a guest on the trapping radio. Hello and welcome to Trapping Radio 2.0. Uh, this is Jeff Dunlap. Um, I'll be talking at you this evening, and I hope you uh, enjoy the show. We're going to be covering quite a few different things. And um, first, we'll cover our sponsors. Uh, they help pay the bills here. So uh, we got F and T out of Alpena, Michigan. They got everything you need for. Trapping, hunting with hounds, game calling, you name it, they got it. And, uh, you know, they're really fast at getting stuff out, uh, you know, and they're just uh, really good guys. And uh, they've been really good to me. And, um, you know, I uh, if you haven't bought off F&T, you're just getting into this, um, they're a good company to buy from. Their uh, website's fntpost.com. That's f n tpost.com um, or you can give them a call at 989-354-8727 also we have funky outdoor supplies um, you know and they trap tags and uh, Alan Sayer is the owner uh, Handsome Alan is the the guy that kind of runs the whole show there uh, like uh, the brains behind uh, Big Alan you know he just keeps everything running and um really good guys to deal with they've done a lot of favors for me and um they're the distributor for us for uh predator control group stuff and um i just can't say enough good about both of them and uh, they're they're good people to deal with when you order something and you spend your money there you know it's gonna gonna come in the mail if the mail delivers it the mail has been uh horrendous i can't imagine um you know like f and t um, or Funkies or any of these other big dealers, uh, Minnesota Trap Line. I can't imagine any of these. Well, Alan, uh, you look up uh, funkytraptags.com and you can get Alan. Uh, so, but anyways, back to complaining about the Postal Service. I can't imagine, like, any of these big companies, how many complaints they must get, um, you know, with stuff not showing up. Uh, it's nice with FedEx because you can, you know, you get a picture of it on somebody's doorstep if it's delivered. If it's not, you know, I'm not sure. We never had that problem yet. But, uh, you know, we don't send out, you know, because we don't, you know, uh, retail Dunlap Lure stuff out. So we don't send out the anywhere close to like, you know, like a major, you know, trapping you know, supply store. So, I mean, we're not selling traps. We're not selling dye. We're not, you know, I mean, we're not selling all this stuff. So, you know, we're, there's no way we're going to send it and don't want to. Um, but the, 
the little bit that we send out compared to what they send out, um, we still have stuff that is never showing up, you know, um, or getting stolen off people's porches, supposedly, uh, you know, I mean, it's like a constant, to me, it's a constant nightmare because I, you know, yeah, I have to deal with it five, you know, five or six times and that's a constant, (laughs) you know, so, um, it's, I can't imagine what these bigger companies go through, you know, and, uh, you know, if you place an order on Saturday, you know, uh, you know, you're thinking, well, it's Saturday, Sunday, Monday, you know, uh, why don't I have my package yet? Well, because it didn't get packaged up on Saturday or Sunday. Um, so, you know, come Monday, you know, it's getting packaged up and sent, you know, and, you know, a lot of the companies ain't, don't want to pay overtime to people and, you know, you can't blame them, um, you know, so, you know, it's, you know, just the way it is. You know, you're not going to order something on Saturday night and have it at your door on Monday. You know, it takes a little bit of planning. So, you know, it is everybody needs to have patience with everybody. And I know in this day and age, nobody has patience. You know, when you order it off Amazon and it shows up two days later, but that ain't always the way it is uh, because something's going on with the mail and the UPS. Um, you know, we, we had, I ordered some bottles. UPS was bringing them. They kept pushing the date back, pushing the date back, pushing the date back. And finally, two boxes showed up. I don't know where the other four are. Um, it just says, uh, you know, um, in transit. So it's just, just the way it is, but I'm not going to call the company and complain and say, you know, what's going on with it. They don't know. All they, they want to put the stuff in the, the bottles in the box, have it get to me, have no problems and not have to deal with, uh, an angry customer. You know, they don't want this to go on. Um, so, you know, just, uh, like I say, just try and have patience, uh, I know it isn't easy sometimes, um, but anyways, damn post office anyways. <laughs> They're great when they bring a check. Ain't worth a shit when they uh, bring in bills or don't show up with the, why do the bills always show up? You know, why do the bills always show up? The bills always seem to make it here. My product can't make it to, uh, you know, somebody you know, in Southern Michigan and I'm in Northern Michigan. So anyways, um, what we're going to kind of cover to start with is I put on Facebook, uh, if you had any first sales coming up, um, we're going to, I'm going to quickly cover, you know, some of the first sales. These are not the only first sales going on. These are the only ones where somebody uh, contacted me um, about, you know, announcing it. So, anyways, what we got is we have uh, United Trappers of Kentucky first sale. That'll be March 9th in Beachmont, Kentucky. Uh, please size bundle your coon and beaver before the sale. So basically they don't want you coming there and start grading all your stuff out, right? So to help speed up grading, yeah. And the contact is Brandon, uh, sorry, Brandon, I'm going to say your last name wrong, Basie, uh, 270-543-8824. So that will be the United Trappers of Kentucky for sale March 9th, 2024. Um, we have the Oklahoma Fur Bears Alliance, um, Okamogi County Fairgrounds. Um, and I'm not sure you have to look up Oklahoma Fur Bears, Bears Alliance. I hadn't looked it up to see, uh, what the date is, but they do have a first sale and I imagine it's coming up here before March, but I don't know that. Uh, the Idaho Trappers Association. Rusty Kramer's doing a great job out there. Um, I wanted to get Rusty on before this fur sale uh, to get because he wants people to, you know, send the fur out there. They've been having some of the top prices in the country. Um, and I wanted to get him on on an interview, but uh, we haven't got the stuff hooked up yet to do that. So, um, they'll. I think they're having another fur sale. I'm gonna try and get Rusty on to promote that way ahead of time. So if you guys got some, you know, cats, otter. 
uh, all kinds of stuff they sell there. Um, you know, it, it's a really good sale. I haven't sent anything personally, but I look at the numbers and I mean, they're, you know, top, top, you know, I mean, they, they do really good out there. Um, but that Idaho Trapper Association, their first sale is this one here is January 19th to the 21st. So unless you're out there, um, you're probably not going to get your stuff in this one. But I'm announcing it anyways, just so you know that uh, Rusty and the crew has got something going on in Idaho that's really, really awesome. And, um, you know, and, and plus uh, the Idaho Trappers, they do lives on Facebook all the time. You know, check them out. Um, and they're, they're a proactive association. They're not sitting back um, and just, you know, letting, you know, it just is what it is. They're out pushing. And I, I, I personally like that. I like, I like a, the aggressiveness. And, uh, you know, there's like three presidents out there on Western state stuff uh, that are presidents of the Western states. And they're all doing really good and real aggressive. And I, I like that. And uh, I think they're doing great. So that's what we need. Um, then we got the Independent Fur Harvesters of Central New York. Their sale is Saturday, March 2nd, 2024, Pompeii Rod and Gun Club in Fabius, New York. Uh, fur check-in starts at 9 a.m., 10% commission paid to the club. So you should go there and sell your fur. Uh, the Missouri Trappers Association. Um, trying to screw... I'm not seeing the date on this one. Oh, uh, February 24th, 2024, Montgomery County Fairgrounds. And that's Montgomery City, Missouri. It'd be north of I-70 on Highway 19. So, they, uh, I was looking for a contact. I thought there was a dang contact number on there. Anyways, so Missouri Trappers, first sale is February 24th. Um, good man, uh, Ryan Rule from, uh, president of Illinois Trapper Association, uh, got a, sent a thing in, Illinois Trapper Association, annual first sale, February 17th, 2024, uh, Krill Auction Service, Strasburg, Illinois, doors open at 7 a.m., sale starts at 9 a.m., so, Illinois Trappers, Around that in or out of state from that area, February 17th, Illinois' first sale will be going on. All right. Oh, here's the Missouri one. I uh, The contact for the Missouri one, which is February 24th, uh, is Jim Love. Um, and it is 636-359-2203. And... Uh, you know, the thing is, is, uh, and that's all the one, uh, oh, then we have, uh, the Michigan Trappers and Predator Callers Association, uh, they'll have a fe uh, sale February 3rd, 2024 at the Calhoun County Fairgrounds, Marshall, Michigan, and that'll start at 10 a.m. So that's all the first sales we have. Uh, the Michigan Trappers, I don't have a contact. I'm not sure who the, uh, first sale whatever they call them is, but, uh, you can, uh, look up the Michigan Trapper Predator Car Association and, uh, see when, uh, you know, what the, who the contact is, the, the lot numbers you got to get and all that. Um, so, but if you've never ever went to a, if you've never went to a, uh, state association sale, they could be really good. They could be bad. Um, you know, I've had great experiences and I've had terrible experiences. Um, but generally, you know, what you have is, is you have anywhere, you know, you know, generally you want to have at least two buyers. You know, if you have one buyer up there, it's better than no buyers, but not, not, you know, they're just dictating. And the best bet is, is if you have two buyers that hate each other, you know, or dislike each other, uh, you know, bidding against each other. Or at least if you can get them pissed off at each other, you know, because, you know, somebody that hates somebody's, you know, going to bid higher than, 
you know, two people that are buddies, just, uh, you know, you take this one, I'll take the next one. But uh, generally what happens is, is, you know, there'll be, you know, and I, I'm, I'm going to talk in general, the Michigan ones, that's the most, you know, one, one, that's the state I've been to the most. Uh, there'll be seven to, let's say, 14 buyers. I don't know. You know, on the top end, who knows? But we'll say seven, seven to 14 buyers. Uh, you'll have some serious buyers. You'll have some people that are just there to, um, you know, buy like specialty goods if a, a gray fox comes through and they need it for, you know, making hats or, you know, whatever, you know, other items they might be making. So, so, you know, you're going to have them, you know, the, the ones that are looking for specific things. Um, you know, you're going to have the bigger buyers and you're going to have like, a, you know, the medium buyers um, that really, you know, take over when like the, you know, the bigger buyers goes as lunch or something like that. Um, but, you know, they, they, the medium sized buyers get pissed off at the bigger ones and, you know, they'll bid them up sometimes. And so, I mean, every buyer you got up there is a benefit to keep that price going up, um, you know, for the trapper. Um, you know, I, uh, but the good thing with the, the state sales and I, you know, keep talking about that. And it's not even, if you just take that part of the, the association makes money off of selling the fur and they're, you know, they're cut, you know, whether it's 5%, 10%, whatever they get. Um, you know, some of them you have to be a member so you can join right there. Other ones, you know, you pay a percentage. Let's say, I don't know what it is. Let's say 5% if you're a member, you know, 12% if you're a non-member, you know, so it benefits you and them to join. Um, so, but like at the Michigan one, you have to get your lot number and that gives you, you know, your number, you know, where you're going to sell your fur that, that, you know, generally Saturday and, you know, and I think the way they used to run, and I'm sure they still do, is the top 10, let's say because things might not be rolling yet, you know, where they're really bidding, or somebody might not have showed up um, because of weather, but the first 10 have the option, like if you say no on your fur, that you don't want to sell it, you can move, you know, back in the line, further back, and then run your stuff through again. Um, so... You know, if that's generally the way they they had run it, I don't know if they. I'm, I imagine they still do. I mean, it was always a you know kind of stuck in stone thing. Um, you know, so trappers would probably have a fit if if they couldn't. You know, but the the good thing with that is is you know it's like uh, people say, well, I don't have anywhere to sell my fur. Very seldom do you put something across that auction block where there's no bids on it. You might not get a million dollars, uh, you know, and, but the thing is, is, uh, you know, there's somewhere to sell your fur, um, you know, and that's, what's always good about the association sales is, you know, somebody will bid on it, um, you know, and, but the thing is, is if you've never been to one or been to very few, it is a beauty contest because I'm going to explain what, what happens is, they have, you know, let's say you have a, a 50 rats and you put up there and you've graded them out. You took all, you know, uh, the best, your best rats, extra larges and put them in a thing. And if there was any holes, you put them in the damage because they have a, if you have you know, 50 rats, they can kind of go through them, you know, because they're broke up in different grades. But let's say that you have 600 rats and you put them up there. They have a few seconds to look at them rats. And if they see any damage in the good piles, they they're they're gonna it's gonna be especially in this market they're gonna be you're you're not gonna get what you want out of them generally because you know th there's damage in the good ones and they ain't gonna bid high on them you know so if the more perfect you have that grade, the more money that you're gonna get. Um, that's just the way it is. You know if I'm standing up there buying and I'm flipping through you know, some, some rats or some coon and there's some damage, especially like the rats and there's damage in the good ones. I'm not bidding high dollar on them because I only am looking at a few of them. Um, 
and I'm seeing da uh, a damaged one. So what is there that I'm not seeing? You know, so, you know, when you're, you're better off in this market, giving the buyer the grade. So when they're looking at that stuff, you know, uh, they, they're, they feel confident about bidding on that, you know, and, I, and that's very important on them state sales. Uh, a lot of think, people think, well, I'll sneak this one in or I'll sneak that in. And yeah, you might win sometimes, but you're going to lose because all it takes is one of them buyers to see it. And there's a lot of eyes and, the, you know, they're just not, even if you get one that didn't see it and they start bidding on it and the other one's seen it, that, you know, I mean, the, it's not going up. You know, you got to have everybody up there confident that your fur is good. Um, there was, you know, so the thing is, is, you know, just, you know, give them a good grade. Uh, when the market's really hot, you know, the grade can go more your way. Um, but, you know, in this market, that's my suggestion. But it, like I say, it gives you options to get rid of your fur. Um, you know, but, you know, definitely uh, look at your association or a neighboring state association. Um, you know, look on their website and see if they have fur sales, when their fur sales are and stuff. And, you know, as I get them on the shows, I'll be announcing them, you know, because I want I, I want the associations to do good. I want the trappers to do good. Um, you know, so I'll be announcing them. Um, and, you know, if I think of different things that might help you, if you've never been to one, um, you know, I'll definitely won't, you know, bring it up. Um, but just know, you know, the better your furs put up, um, or, you know, if you have grease coon all combed out and looking good, um, you know, not slimy on the inside, you know, where you had them out of the freezer for too long, um, you know, all that matters. It, it all matters because this, you know, yeah, when the market's really hot in, you know, 2012, 13, uh, you know, before 1987, uh, you know, um, it, it wasn't as big a deal, you know. It is now. Um, so, <clears throat> one other thing I want to do is, moving off of that subject, is uh, hope everybody enjoyed the interview last week with uh, Ernie Winters. And I just wanted to tell him I really appreciate him doing it. Uh, Ernie's a really good guy. And uh, we have a lot of more people that, like I was saying earlier with Rusty Kramer, uh, you know, a lot of more people that we're going to be doing interviews with. Um, it won't just be me yip-yapping. <laughs> It'll be, uh, you know, interviews and, you know, digging down into, you know, different different subjects, you know, from... We got one. I got a, a guy that buys a lot of fur that's going to come on. Um, no, and it's not the one you're thinking of uh, out of Illinois. Nope, <laughs> it's a different one. <laughs> but you know, he buys a lot of fur all over the country, and uh, I uh, he he's going to be coming on. And you know, we got I got a lot of good ideas on you know on people to come on. I that I find very interesting. That's who I want to interview is people I find interesting. Um, and, you know, like uh, Ernie Winters, you know, I mean, he has an interesting story and stuff. And that's, that's you know, basically I'm going to interview people that I find interesting. And I, I hope that you find it, and I'm sure you will. Um, so, anyways, we have a lot more interviews coming. Uh, we've got the technology all bought to be able to, you know, do phone interviews so it sounds good. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how to make it work. <laughs> so... I'm a, I, I hate to say it, but I'm gonna have to ask Sarah to uh, assist me on this. Um, so, hey, <laughs> I'm a trapper. I'm a trapper and do social media, but uh, being smart with uh, electronical stuff, no, no, no. So, anyways, I just wanted to thank uh, Ernie again to, for doing that. Um, we had. Uh, A person contact us about uh, this would be like a follow up from a sh couple shows ago. Um, they ask if they're just starting out trapping and they want to know 
with fur in, fur out, you know, what's the different processes, what's, what animal is fur in, which one is fur out. Um, so, you know, we're going to kind of cover some of that for people that don't know, because, you know, it, a lot of times people ask on Facebook or social media, you know, and people say, oh, what are you stupid? If you don't know the difference, why are you even trapping? And, you know, they jump all over them. Listen, nobody knew shit until somebody else told you or you seen it or, I mean, you, you, I didn't know if it wasn't for my dad, I wouldn't know shit. I would, if I didn't see it online, but again, my dad had to show me, um, you know, so we're all like that where you don't know anything is monkey see monkey do. Um, so if you're just starting out trapping and people give you shit about anything with trying to learn or better yourself, just, uh, water off a duck's back, water off a duck's back. Cause if somebody's jumping all over you for asking questions, uh, that they consider below them, they probably ain't trapping anyways. Cause just cause somebody uh, has a lot of trapping advice doesn't mean they even have trapped in a long time or ever. <laughs> so, you know, take, take the advice for what it's worth. Which is probably, uh, from some people, not worth anything. Um, so, anyways, if you're just starting out trapping or any type of fur stuff, the fur in, fur out. Uh, let's just say if you're going to do it for have your stuff tanned. Like if I had a bobcat, a red fox, a gray fox, I'm going to stretch it. Now, we're just talking about sending out for tanneries on this part. I'm not going to turn it and put the fur out. I'm just going to leave the fur in because when you every time you turn it, you take the chance of ripping it. So I just leave the, if I'm going to send it to tannery, I don't turn it. I just let it dry all the way with the fur on the inside, you know, like on a bobcat, a red fox, or a gray fox, something like that where it's easy to rip them. Um, but if you're, you know, so to send them to the tannery, I don't turn them. Um, if I'm going to, when you're putting them up for the fur market, they have to be, you know, t turned inside out with the fur out, the skin in. And there's a whole process, you know, we'll probably go into that sometime about, you know, turning them and everything. But so with, now t talking for the fur industry uh fox red fox gray fox traditionally i know somebody was saying that Grownwald wanted uh and i didn't see this i don't even remember who i seen it uh grown wanted them fur in so but i didn't see that him say that so i don't know that for sure but but traditionally red fox gray fox bobcats coyotes um Fishers, Pine Martins, um, you know, any long fur animals like that are, you know, which are considered, except for coon are considered long, you know, long hair too, but there's, but any of those animals are all fur out. They have to be where you dry them partially, turn them inside out, put the fur on the outside. All right. So like raccoons, thank God they ain't got to be turned. That'd be a freaking nightmare. Um, so raccoons. Now we're gonna cover, um, you know, on you know where the fur be on the inside, the skin on the outside, which is the easiest way. Um, is basically, basically all the water animals. Um, you got uh, raccoons will be with the fur in. Uh, muskrats will be with the fur in. Uh, mink will be with fur in, otter with fur in, uh, nutria if you have them in your area and you're going to stretch them and dry them, which if you do have them in your area, uh, we might be interested in buying some. Um, so, you know, it'd be not a million dollars, but uh, we definitely, you know, might be interested in buying some if you got them stretched and dried. So, you know, get a hold of me, either me or Sarah. Um, 
Uh, weasels, I see them both ways. I always stretch mine with the, um, you know, the fur in. But, uh, you know, I've seen them where guys, like out to Minnesota, had them with a the fur out. So you can do them either way, um, you know. But uh, I'm trying to think what other ones there is. Um, a beaver, you know, stre stretched oval. Used to be round, and then they switched it to the, the Canadian oval pattern. But, uh, like, when I was growing up, that they weren't, they, they didn't, it wasn't oval, it was round you know just a round circle and uh then it went to the the oval and had to change all our boards and you know just different then but uh you know just stuff changes and uh just like you know they used to uh peg open uh peg open the uh you know the coon in the square you know oh the other one is uh skunks you know, if you're going to get them tanned, leave the, you can leave the fur in. But the thing is, is if you don't turn your skunks and you got some really nice striped ones or, you know, and or long hair or they really are pretty, uh, you know, like Iowa has a, some awesome skunks, um, you know. But if they're if the fur's in, they can't really see that how nice that pattern is. So, you know, if you want to get the most out of your skunks, I would put them fur out. Um, I know a lot of them get sold not like that. And if you don't care, you know, just get the regular price on everything, whatever they're paying for skunks. But if you got some real nice skunks, I'd put them with the, the fur out so that, you know, they can see them. Cause I mean, I know if I'm buying something and I can see, wow, this thing is really beautiful. I'm going to pay more, you know, for, you know, something with uh, big wide white stripes, and you can see it a little bit, you know, through the leather, but it really, I mean, there's no comparison, you know, basically you're trying to, you know, emotionally make them want that, <laughs> you know, so, um, uh, and also in possums, possums are stretched with the fur in. So I think that pretty much, you know, about covers everything I can think of, um, you know, uh, links. If you're up there in Alaska, the lynx, uh, fur out, wolf, fur out, um, I think that's, I'm sure I'm missing something. Some people be like, oh, hey, what about this? And that's fine. But, uh, you know, that kind of covers, you know, fur in, fur out. Um, the thing is also... You know, since we're talking about fur in, fur out, we'll talk about, uh, you know, different ways. It's like with the feet. You know, do you leave the feet on? Do you take the feet off? If you're going to, like, a state sale, especially, like, uh, New York, I know they have a lot of them. Um, you know, I didn't read any of their sales, but they got quite a few different ones. Pennsylvania's got quite a few different ones, but I didn't have time to look them up. And, um, you know, the, the associations didn't um give me the information either so um you know hopefully next week we'll be able to announce some of them because that's you know a lot of trappers in them states and uh but if you're going to a uh, the like a new york sale and a lot of other ones um if you leave the feed on you know uh you, you you can get more money sometimes considerable amount of money if you have a something really cool you know like a really awesome coyote uh, really awesome red fox, you know, something like that. Bobcats with the feet on, um, you know, I leave the otter on, the otter feet on a lot. They look, you know, pretty cool. A badger for sure, um, you know. But the thing is, is you you can draw a premium with them. But let's say you have a piece of shit looking coyote. Okay, it's got a big rub in the middle of the back. All right, it 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 doesn't have a good collar on it. Uh, you know, it's flat looking, you know, the thing is, if you skin the feet out, you're wasting your time because it is a piece of crap coyote and nobody's going to want to get that tan to put on their wall. So if, they, if they're not going to use it to get it tanned and put on their wall or somebody buying it for something to do with the feet, if it's junk, it's junk, you know, don't waste your time skinning out. Uh, a junky one with feet 
you know, just skin out the, you know, what looks the good, you know, something that you'd say, well, wow, that's a really nice one. You know, that's the ones you want to skin out. Um, and, you know, and, and you definitely can draw, you know, more of a premium. Uh, I, I think I got some videos on YouTube, um, you know, skinning out the feet and, uh, you know, and if you skin out the ears, you know, take the cartilage out of the ears and do all that. Everything you do will will increase that. But I, I think I got one on, I know I did some lives with it. I'll try and, I'll try and get something else up with the, doing the feet. I'm pretty sure I got videos on YouTube with the feet. Um, getting, and Haggerty does them different than me, and I'll, I'll get with him. Because uh, that's, the thing is, is we're going to uh, Arkansas. Um we're trying to get out of here February 2nd. It might not be leave till the 3rd because uh, we've been so swamped. Every, every, everybody in the trapping industry um, that I talk to um, has just been super busy. Since this big storm's happened and all the cold, it's kind of, you know, it's backed off a little bit. But, um, you know, it's still really busy catching up on everything. And uh, so we're going to be trying to get out of here the February 2nd or 3rd to get down there on the fourth and start setting on the fifth and uh then me and sarah stay there for i don't know two weeks is what we're supposed to stay there and then you know go to um south texas but uh just found out uh yesterday that uh j1 jeff Haggerty is going to be making the trip down there carl invited him to come down which i couldn't be happier about um so we'll get to hang out with uh j1 um I heard that I didn't talk to Tim Roper, you know, meat trapper. We call him meat tenderizer. Um, but <laughs> it cracks me up, meat, meat tenderizer. They, uh, that's because, uh, don't tell anybody this, but uh, he clubbed a beaver and me, <laughs> me and Haggerty started saying, meat trapper? We're gonna call you Meat Tenderizer, you know. So that's that's uh, we ch we changed his name, but uh, Tim Roper's an awesome guy. A lot, he's fun to hang out with. Um, I I really like Tim a lot, and uh, I guess he's gonna be over there for a couple days. And I'm gonna try and get an interview with uh, Tim. Um, he used to do the you know the interviews you know before and have his own show and everything. And uh, I hope I can convince him to to do one because. Uh, He's a good guy, um, and uh, really funny. But uh, so we're going to be going down there. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to this trip. Uh, we've been so busy doing the bait and lure and stuff, and then the you know it's really really rough weather here. Um, you know, basically I would be getting ready to if I was going to stay home, I'd be getting ready to put out some coyote sets and you know some cable restraints and stuff like that. And, uh, but, for, you know, you, I don't know how much snow we got, probably 15 to 18 inches of snow in, uh, Arkansas is sounding pretty good, boys. <laughs> South Texas is sounding pretty good. The, uh, it's been brutal cold. I think it's like two degrees on the other side of the window pane right now. Um, it's, it's, it's been, been brutal. The, uh, but, uh. We're definitely, definitely going to have some fun down there. And uh, we'll be putting up a lot of videos, and I can't wait. The, uh, it's always fun to be, you know, run with J1. He just, he makes me smile. We drink a few beers. Uh, you know, we're going to rag on Carl a bunch, uh, you know, about Carl's Dead Sea Chicken. Um, you know, it, it's it's just a lot of fun. And, uh you know, I'm I'm thankful to have uh, good friends that uh, you know that I can go do stuff like that with. But uh, so I'll, that's 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 what we're kind of looking look, looking at uh, as far as uh, you know going doing here in the next couple of weeks. I think it's two weeks. And uh, Sarah uh, Sunday, Sarah's sister's supposed to be here. Uh, Jess, she started working working for us, and uh, she's going to be here. And then Sarah's stepdad, Dave, is going to be up. And uh, everybody, you know, a lot of you know Nikki. Nikki's coming up. 
um you know it's 800 miles and they're all making the trek up here to you know help us get stuff done so we can get out of here on the first or second or third or fourth or not fourth third so but getting it the stuff around already like i haven't i had to go take the trailer over to get worked on um you know so we didn't break down in south texas that's why i told the guy who i took it there it says we're going trapping down in south texas i don't want to be down there with a broke spring like i was out to minnesota whatever's wrong anything that's wrong with this just fix it you ain't got a call just fix it um so we'll see i took that there two days ago and uh but then sarah she went in town to uh every freezer we got is full of fur so we got it like a uh i guess a 20 cubic foot or 21 or 22 i don't know what it is anyway it's long it's got wheels anyways we got that full then we got two other ones here and then we got like three down to iowa everything's full of fur we should be staying home putting putting up fur uh instead of going trying to kill more but you know i know greedy gut uh fur hogs fur piggies but so we don't have a freezer so everything's full i mean you can't fit one more thing in these freezers so we're like what are we going to do for a freezer we could do this down to texas they got a walk-in freezer but can we you know if we take everything out and then bring it back you know what are we going to do here so we stop in town of young's appliance and ask them hey uh you know we need to fix our stove you know i need to get an igniter and what do you have for freezers well, we got this one, we got that one. Oh, and we got one that was brought back that the people didn't, didn't want anymore. They only had it for like a week. And it's a $1,200 freezer, 25 cubic feet. We'll give it to you for 800 bucks. One-year warranty. Cash deal. I'm like, shit, 800 bucks. You know, I mean, how many beaver hides is that? <laughs> so i uh so we kind of quickly talk it over and we're like that's probably the best deal we're going to get on you know a newer freezer i don't want to buy an old one that weighs 450 pounds and then you know try to lug this around and i asked my says this got wheels on it because i never had a freezer till this 20 some cubic foot one we got i it was always a lift carry lift carry this one the other one's got wheels on it and it's really nice to push around um so i says is this got wheels on it and he says uh yes it does and i says well i think i think it's old so anyways we told him we said we got nowhere to put it our pole barn's full they're work we're building racks in there to try and get more organized um you know because it's like we think one plan is going to be good and then we switch to something else and so now we got the we're building uh 24 foot racks long they're four foot wide and you know to be able to store bottles and product and everything else in in uh you know our pole barn and uh so we had the guy one guy we had a neighbor guy we hired to uh come over and help us with it and he did a has done a really nice job but so we told him we ain't got nowhere to put this freezer you're gonna have to hang on to it till the trailer people get done with the trailer and then as soon as i get that trailer back i'm putting the side by side in first freezer right behind it and just start putting traps in so we'll be ready to roll and uh and, and you know that the last day before we leave i'll still be loading traps in that damn thing <laughs> and me and sarah are already in controversy about how many traps i'm more like you know what i got 200 330s i'm taking 200 330s i can't i can't set them if i ain't got them with me am i gonna set 200 330s in arkansas nope am i gonna need 200 330s in south texas nope but you know what? I think I should take them two hundred three thirties, because if something happens, I ain't got them to say. 
You can't set them if you ain't got them. Anyways, Sarah said we need like 30. Well, that's 170 she just took out of the game. <laughs> you know, she goes, we're going to be taking a bunch of footholds. And she's she's right. I mean, there's only, you know, we're trapping uh, private property. We're not road trapping. So, you know, there's only so many spots to set. And we'll be moving them around and, you know, just bang, bang, bang. Because down to Arkansas, uh, the way we're doing it this year is, like, me and Sarah and uh, Haggerty will be, you know, like, targeting beaver and otter. We'll make some, you know, coyote sets and stuff like that, too. Um but, uh, you know, Carl be targeting, snaring, you know, the coyotes, um, you know, and then, uh, you know, and other people will be going after raccoons and possums because it's a, it's a nuisance job for Carl. Um, and we just go down there and we get to trap on, you know, this great place. So, um, you know, and Carl's nice enough to let us come down there and go with them. And plus they got hogs and, you know, we're all going after the hogs and, you know, it's just a, it's awesome place to trap. And, you know, so everybody's got, you know, kind of their own thing that they want to trap and, you know, everybody, so you don't step on each other's toes. But what we'll do is everybody goes out on their own to set the traps, you know, and then like, let's say we all set, went out on our own, set traps wherever we wanted to, any kind of traps you wanted. And then like tomorrow morning, um, we all go together and you know to, to check you know in the morning and then you know because it's fun having everybody there and you know camaraderie and you know ragging on each other and stuff and um you know everybody wants to be there if you you know snared hog and stuff so um you know we'll, we'll check them together then after you get on checking then you split up and you know go your own way to go you know set some more out so it, it, it's a really fun time and then you know we'll come back go back there to the place for lunch generally and you know have dinner and so but it's going to be going to be a lot of fun and then the long drive down to south texas which i am not looking forward to <laughs> um but uh it's back on the uh fur in fur out all that um you know we also had questions on wood versus wire um you know back in, in you know it's always the old days for somebody but you know back in my old days um we used mostly wire but it wasn't a beauty contest it was just you know they wanted the product and you know as long as it looked presentable you know like i'm talking about like raccoons you know, it was, uh, you know, acceptable to do wire or whatever. And and some people can make them look really nice on wire, you know, pin out the tails and do all that. I just think wire is way easier for me on a production scale way. Wood takes me, takes me personally longer. You might be 10 times faster, but, um, but... I know when I get done putting up muskrats, I get done putting up um, raccoons or anything else, they always, my fur always looks better on wood than wire. So if I'm going for a beauty contest, and I'm just talking about myself, there's some people that can probably put them up on wire where they look fantastic. I can't. I, I do better as a beauty contest which that is this market, except for beaver, um, putting them up on wood. You know, I can pin them out exactly where I want and, you know, open up the tails. And they, to me, they just, they look way better, my fur coming off of wood than wire. That being said, you know, I mean, if, if you're uh, going to get them tanned or, you know, like uh, we have, we've got, uh, you know, 400 some coons sold, you know, some of them will be going on wire because they're sold. They are what they are. They know what they're getting and it, they're having them tanned and it doesn't matter. You know, it's, it's not going across the auction block. I'm not taking it to 
um, a first, you know, a fur person and meeting them in the parking lot where they got a few minutes to look through my fur and it's got to look as great as it can. So, you know, I will be putting some on, on wire because they just are what they are. They know what they're getting. Um, so, you know, I, I prefer wood, you know, uh, you know, there's lots of people that make good wood stretchers out there. I mean, there's Ronnie Smith out of Pennsylvania makes awesome stretchers, you know, uh, Leon and Denise, um, you know, top lot. I mean, theirs are great. You know, um, I generally don't name anybody because I forget somebody that, you know, I think they have a good product and they're like, why didn't you name me? You know, I mean, the main thing is with the wood stretchers is, you know, if you can put your, put the pins in there and, you know, uh, easily, you know, you don't want ones buy wood stretchers made out of oak. <laughs> it's going to be a pain in the ass, you know. You'd be better off chopping them up and burning them in your wood stove. You know, you want something that's got a soft soft wood like basswood. You know, and, uh, you know, both people I mentioned, you know, um, you know, Ronnie Smith and, you know, Denise and uh, Leon, you know, with Topwa, they, they have, uh, you know, awesome stretchers. So if you're out west or in the east, you know, they cover both areas. So... I'll tell you a little story about Ronnie Smith. Some of you in the East, you guys would know, you know, but if you start getting away from Pennsylvania and New York, you might not know Ronnie. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you every dirty story about him, but uh, which I could go on for two hours about. But anyways, we're sitting there at a fire in New York. We're at Herkimer, New York, and Kurt Obermeyer, me and Sarah and Ronnie and his uh, you know, like 22nd girlfriend or 23rd, I can't remember. Um, we're sitting there at the fire and Kurt Obermeyer and Denise and Leon walk up and we're bullshitting. And I, you know, I'm sure I had a few beers and, uh, you know, I'm sure Leon and them did too. And Denise and we're, they, they get to, I don't know, like Ronnie starts talking about boards and they're talking about boards and and he says, and Ronnie says, my boards, how do you say that? Well, Leon, he said, <laughs> my boards are pretty good. They last, my boards last longer than my relationships. <laughs> so I told Ronnie, I said, you should put that right on your business card. <laughs> so you can't ask any more from a board maker than for his boards to last longer than his relationships. So <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. I've laughed about that many times. I've, Ronnie's fun to rag on. So because he's, he's a good guy and he's been a good friend. So, um, let's see what else we got here. I made a few notes. Uh, one other thing. Uh, if you're looking for some boots, and I, I don't know these people at all. Um, Sarah ordered a pair of boots from them, and I thought it was pretty cool. They, she got them. They were um, Yoder boots, and, and then they had, uh, you can pick different, the different, for the chaps part, um, you can pick, uh, I, let's, I'll call it ladies, ladies colors, like a purple, generally you're not going to see a guy, most guys out there with purple boots on or pink boots. It, I mean, could you ever? Yeah, but most time are women. So, so if you ladies are out there and you were looking for some boots, um, I'll tell you where to get them because I know you guys struggle a lot of times. You know, it's been interesting to me being with Sarah to see the women perspective on a lot of this different stuff. And, you know, it's she has a hard time finding stuff, you know, like, um, you know, like uh, even like the latex gloves we use for doing lures and skinning and stuff. You know, the one fits her hand, but perfect. But the other three that we, they, they, the same size don't fit, you know, of a different brand. So, um, so, you know, if I find different things, 
um, that Sarah does that might help you ladies out there. I'll definitely let you know. And, uh, and like I say, I don't know these people. Sarah got the boots and they were really nice boots. They, the size was wrong on them cause they're special order. Um, but it's Conkeys, C-O-N-K-E-Y, apostrophe S, Conkeysoutdoors.com. And if you go on there, maybe I can look it up while we're talking. Yep. And I'll just kind of walk you through. Um, if Google would come up. Nope, Google ain't going to come up. Doesn't want to cooperate. It's always some damn thing. I, what was I telling you about technology earlier? I was trying to tell you. And Anyways, if you go on Conkey's Outdoors, go under uh, Yoder Boots and uh, Chaps or something like that. Anyways, you go down through there and uh, there'll, there'll be once like like the there'll be two boots one to the left one to the right you click on i think it was the right one in the pictures and then you can go underneath that one and i think it was the yoder maybe cougar anyways and then you go and you know you can pick out different uh chaps for your for your hip boots you know which would be the high part um so and it tells the measurements how to measure you know your legs and everything and you know the inseam and um and give them exact sizes because uh you know otherwise they they won't fit and uh but uh if you guys want them on there i mean they've they got really uh you know really uh cool and you know if you're from the north going to the south and scared of snakes like we are they even got snake bite ones they don't guarantee that on the thing it says they don't guarantee that they didn't say they didn't work we don't guarantee that they don't work but they were they uh they're not responsible if they don't work so that doesn't make me feel super comfortable on the snake bite boots i want the ones where you know no we're we're so confident that we will wear these boots through a pit of vipers <laughs> you know i don't want to buy a pair of snake bite boots if the people that sell them aren't too sure that this is going to hold up enough uh so they, they don't want to get sued so but so conk so ladies uh or gentlemen if you uh you know want some they got some man colors on there too um and like i say i don't know them um uh, and they don't know me, uh, but I just, if I find something like that that works, you know, then it, uh, you know, I'll try to pass it on. Um, Conky, Conkeysoutdoors.com. And uh, what I'll do is uh, we're running out of, we're kind of running out of time. I don't know if this thing died or it didn't die or what. But anyways, we're kind of running out of town, time, and uh, let's say it's still working. Uh, when uh, The thing that always surprises me is how naturalist now is like a dirty term, but, you know... Uh, Back in the day, uh, it wasn't like that where naturalist was a bad word. It was what you strive to be as a trapper, you know, and it's too bad that uh, that term isn't uh, positive anymore. It would be, you know, the thing is, is what uh, to me what a naturalist is, is somebody that wants to know more about the animal let's say because we're trappers that you know that you're going to be trapping and the thing is is it's like with coon you know you get lots of people that say lots of stuff about raccoons and i'm like 
that's not true. But they really believe it when they're saying it. Like on Facebook, they, you know, you just, uh, you know, throw anything in a DP and you're going to catch a raccoon. Do you have to buy bait? No, you don't have to. Is that easy? Yeah, it's easy. But you don't have to buy bait from me or anybody else. You can make your own. You can do whatever you want to do. But to say that just throwing some dog food in a DP is the best, and they always say, you, you, you'll, you'll catch every, you catch everyone. Now we all know that's a damn lie. I caught tons, you know, doing this. Another lie, you know. The thing is, is, or, or you'll catch everyone going down the trail. No, you're not going to. I don't care what trap you're using. You're not going to catch everyone going down the trail. You know, but the thing is, is people just, they believe something. And I've the reason I know this is true is because I've done it myself. And I still do it to myself. You believe something so strong because in 1980, 1990, you did it. And you only remember the positive. You, you're not, you don't remember the days when you didn't catch nothing. You know, you always remember the big catches or the, you know, it was fabulous. And I just think that, you know, um, as a trapper, you sell yourself short. If you don't, if you're not looking at the way it really is, um, I want to be better. I don't want to. And like I said, I do this myself, so I know. I But I don't want to buy into um, that I'm going to catch every raccoon going down that trail. When, when, when I'm setting the traps, do I believe that I'm going to catch everyone? Yeah. But I'm not going on Facebook going to say, tell somebody that, you know, if you do this, you're going to catch everyone going down the trail. I know that isn't true. I know it's not true. Because, you know, it's like we put game cameras on them and, you know, uh, I have misses and DPs where the coon walk right past. Uh, I have them climb. I block down the, the 220s. Got them up a little bit, and the coon will go around it. They'll go over it. I don't catch everyone that goes down the trail. And I've had, uh, you know, like a one and a half in a blind set, and they step over it. You know, you don't catch them all going down the trail. You just don't. And it's like that with every animal. You're you're, you're not going to catch them all. Uh, you know, when I start putting up game cameras... I never thought I was awesome. I thought I was pretty good, but I didn't think I was awesome by any means. I wasn't even pretty good. When you start putting game cameras on stuff and you start actually seeing, you know, what you you know what is coming up to your sets and what's walking away from your sets, what's going by your sets, you know, um you know, but my thing is, is I want to be better. I want to, I want to be better trapper and, you know, try and learn and stuff. And I learned a lot, you know, from, you know, the failures and seeing the failures that I had. And, uh, you know, a lot of that stuff I would have never, never learned. And if it hadn't been for, you know, using game cameras and stuff like that, um, you know, so it's, it really, it really does help a lot. Like I want to know on a raccoon trail going into a cornfield. Okay, it's down to Iowa, so I want to know how many coon go down that trail into that cornfield every night. But the thing is that I didn't think about was how many coon go down that trail, but. How many come back down that same trail on the, you know, it was very interesting because it's like, that's what I'm talking about, you know, being a naturalist and you want to know more about the animal. And sometimes you discover stuff that you didn't even, weren't even looking for in like this, you know, but it's like, let's say 10, 10 raccoons go down that trail, going into that cornfield tomorrow night, there might only be four to go down that trail. Okay. They didn't move or whatever, you know. Yeah, you you could say a hundred different things and all could be true or all could be untrue, okay? But 10 go down that trail 
and and usually they move from the cameras that we were we use all the time. Usually them everything they like them coon will move right after dark up till like ten o'clock, and then it's dead all night long, and then before daylight they start coming back. But ten go out, only three might come back down that trail. You know, where'd the other seven go? They just wandered off there somewhere. They have another den tree. They, you know, but they didn't come back down that trail coming out. You know, I mean, could they have come out 10 feet down where you didn't have a camera? Absolutely, they could have. But they probably didn't. They went out on some other trail to a different den tree. And, you know, maybe they, so the thing is, you know, maybe that coon would never go back down the trail. That was your only shot at them and you missed them. You know, so, and the ones you caught were fresh ones coming in. You know, I, I I guess I have lots of questions and I don't have all the answers, but that's what makes trapping great. If you have all the answers or think that you have all the answers, you're better than all the rest of us put together. <laughs> because I have, the, the the more answers I get, the more questions I have. And I hope it always stays that way, you know. Um, you know, it's like like otter trapping. That's why I love otter trapping. They're they're highly intelligent, and the hard, more pressure you put on them, the more they change, and the tougher they get to trap. And that's when I love to chase otter. I wish otter prices would come back up to two hundred dollars. Um, not only because the two hundred dollars. Um, but there'd be a lot of people out chasing them and smart smarten them up and make them, you know, where the, the pressure's put on them, they start changing their habits and, you know, and that makes me better. I learn more, you know, and that's all I want to do. I like learning. I like learning about the animals. I like to learn how to be a better trapper, um, you know, and like I say, never going to figure it all out. You only see a little piece of anything at one time, and you're just trying to put the pieces together, you know, enough to, uh, you know, get enough information just to be half-ass effective. And uh, I know I, 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 you know, like I say, if you got game cameras, go put them on your sets. You know, uh, you'll definitely learn a lot, um, you know, and in the end, that's all we're trying to do is we're trying to trying to be closer to the animal and learn to, uh, how to be more more effective as trappers. And you know, sometimes uh, you know, on some of the sets I've done, I've seen where they're standing off to the side, you know, and I look at the weeds and see where the wind was blowing and how it was hitting them and why they were standing there. And other times, it's like I have no clue why they're standing there. They shouldn't be standing there. But there they stand, <laughs> you know. But that's what makes it great. That's what makes it great. So, anyways, I'm going to go in the house. I'm going to have me a coffee. I'm going to go to bed. And I'm going to do uh, all this again tomorrow. Do the lures, the trapping, and uh, all of it. I love it. And, uh, anyways, thanks, to everybody, for tuning in. And, uh, like I say, we'll be getting some... Uh, great interviews coming up here and uh, I uh, just like I said I really appreciate everybody listening and being so nice all the time and it, it, it's it's really nice to have people like you out there listening to it that uh, just are friends and you know just uh, really treat us nice and uh, everybody get out there and set some traps take a kid with you if you can <laughs>